Hi everyone, you are listening to LD Spotlight, a podcast about learning and development brought to you by Nifty Learning. I'm your host, Liz Stefan, and together we're here to learn about LD. Hi everyone. Hi Lavinia. Thank you for joining us once again. As you know, Lavinia is a people experience manager at Emag and co-founder and curator of content at Offbeat. Hello again. Yeah, I'm so, so glad to be here again. And uh, I'm really excited about the topic we're approaching today. I first learned about psychological safety actually from Offbeat. So thank you for that. I'm curious to explore it further. I'm interested in the relationship between psychological safety and learning and development. So let's kick things off with an attempt at a definition. What is psychological safety? You learned about psychological safety from Offbeat. <laughs> I learned it from Google, so I have to thank them for sharing their knowledge. I would say that there are definitely many definitions out there, but I think they all come back to one, which is that psychological safety is the belief that you won't be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or really important mistakes. So it basically creates this feeling of trust and belonging in an organization or in a team. A couple of years ago, they conducted this research asking what makes teams perform and be great teams. And what they discovered is that at the base of everything is psychological safety. So we can say that this concept is a precursor of innovation and performance. So if you start talking to your team members about goals, team structures, roles, how to innovate, ideas, and so on, that's great. And it can definitely be valuable. But psychological safety will bring even more value to those discussions because team members will be comfortable enough to get back to you with, again, ideas, questions, concerns, and so on. So you really have to nail that down as a leader and then build upon it. Let's help our listeners do their own research a little bit. Can you tell me the source? Yeah, the website, it's Rework. And if they search for Google Rework, they will find the psychological safety and the, the Aristotle research. Okay. So let's talk about what fosters psychological safety in a company and also maybe what prevents it. I think there are many things that foster it or prevent it. And I have to start with one that really stuck with me, an article that talked about how Adam Grant, and probably everyone knows Adam Grant by now, experimented together with Melinda Gates at the Gates Foundation. And what they did was putting herself, Melinda, and other senior leaders in the organization in the spotlight and they had to talk about their mistakes. So they had to show vulnerability. And I think that's one thing that fosters psychological safety in a company, leaders to be vulnerable. And really tied to this one is having this mindset that making mistakes is okay as long as we learn from them. 
So being vulnerable, then embracing mistakes as a learning opportunity. And another thing would be showing concern for people, not only professionally, but maybe also personally. And after you do these things and people have trust for you and they feel trusted and they feel that they belong to this environment that you've created, you can encourage them to step out of their comfort zone because that's really, really important as well for their growth, for the growth of your team and the organization. So I think these four are those that come top of my mind because I've read them all over the internet and in all the books I've read about the concept. So yeah, I guess just to do a quick recap, being vulnerable, embracing mistakes, showing concern, and then encourage them to step out of their comfort zone. And I would assume that whatever prevents psychological safety is the opposite of this list of actions, right? Yeah, exactly. Behaviors like public shaming or shaming in general, if you ask me, punishing mistakes or not being vulnerable. Yeah, those are things that prevent psychological safety. Hearing you talk about toxic behaviors, public shaming or the act of punishing mistakes or not showing vulnerability, that also makes me think of radical candor, which I recently read. And I remember there's a chapter there, well, the whole book, in my opinion, speaks to that. In order to be a good, effective leader, you have to show vulnerability, but you also have to care personally and you need to show that you do have a human side all the while being honest in the way you offer feedback and uh, in the way you ask for deliverables or ask for people to also put their best foot forward, let's say. Yeah, definitely. You're completely right. I think there are... I wouldn't say two sides of the same coin, but they definitely, both Amy Edmondson in all her work about psychological safety and the book on radical candor, both go towards this environment where you have to foster trust and belonging, but also help people grow. And you can't do both of them actually without caring for the people around you. Let's try to specifically say why is psychological safety important in learning and development? Well, if you think about everything we've talked about so far, and as I mentioned earlier, I really think that leaders have this strong role in fostering such environments. And maybe not everyone is aware of that. You know, maybe not all leaders are aware of the importance of creating trust and belonging in their teams before performing at the levels they expect people to perform. So I really think that as LNDs, we should know about this. We should be aware. And moreover, I think we should talk about it as often as possible through our leadership development programs, through any programs we have out there. I really, really think that we should talk about it to executives when we're consulting, when people come to us and ask for a piece of training, you know, because that often happens. We have to look for signs that psychological safety is out there because what happens if it's not is that people won't be as open to learn 
And I actually thought a bit about this. And I think that listeners of your podcast know about the concept of growth and fixed mindset. And I can really see how psychological safety relates to having a growth mindset, whereas not fostering psychological safety can bring your culture towards fixed mindset, towards seeing mistakes as something really, really bad and blaming yourself and so on. So yeah, to summarize why I think it's important for L&Ds to be aware of psychological safety is that first, we should be preachers of the concept. And second, we should be able to spot if psychological safety is a factor of our culture and, well, if not, to see how to foster it before thinking about maybe other types of programs. I'm thinking now that when you don't feel psychologically safe, learning is not on your mind, right? Kind of survival is on your mind, meaning workplace survival. You can say that, yeah. Maybe you're not always aware of it. It's not something that's in your conscious side of your brain, feeling threatened, not feeling as you belong, but it's in there, you know, and it doesn't help. Definitely. It stops you from learning and being curious and being out there and taking challenges upon yourself and so on. So yeah, I definitely agree. Speaking of taking challenges, Learning does have a component of going out of your comfort zone. So some amount of discomfort, right? Trying something new or doing something you've never done before, exposing yourself to the possibility of failure. Is there a clash between psychological safety and going outside of your comfort zone? No, actually, I think they are a match because as I mentioned earlier, one way for people, leaders to foster psychological safety is to challenge their people, their team members to go outside their comfort zone. And that will definitely lead to growth. Because as we know from the science and the biology of learning, you need that challenge to actually learn. And to go a bit geeky about this, you might know that myelin which actually surrounds our neurons, needs to actually be exercised like a muscle. It is living tissue, you know? So just as you go to the gym to grow your body mass, you have to train your brain to learn. So I think psychological safety actually builds upon this idea that in order to grow, you need to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can only do so in a psychologically safe environment, right? Yep, 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 yep. You need a psychological safe environment to learn. What happens when you don't have a psychological safe environment is that you just don't put yourself out there because you're afraid to be out there because you might make mistakes. And you already know that people around you don't accept mistakes and see mistakes as something bad. So yeah, you definitely need psychological safety to learn, to innovate, to grow as a person. It sounds very similar to advice for parents when they raise their children. 
I wouldn't know because I'm not a parent. But yeah, I guess kids also need psychological safe environments. <laughs> Definitely, they need it. Awesome. Thank you for that very insightful conversation. I'm always happy to learn. And to be very honest, I feel very psychologically safe around you. So thank you for being my partner in this experience. To me, that was really quite eye-opening. And I'm interested in the way the actual science ties in with the psychological concepts. That to me is the most fascinating part related to neuroplasticity and the fact that you need to essentially give your brain the best context in which it can exercise so that you can improve your body of knowledge. That is just awesome. Thank you for sharing this knowledge with us. And as always, I really, really appreciate your input, Lavinia. Just to leave you with a resource that might help further on, I really recommend Amy Edmondson's The Fearless Organization. I think it might satisfy your curiosity about the biology of psychological safety. Thank you and looking forward to the next encounter. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been another episode of LD Spotlight. If you'd like to get in touch and join the conversation, write to me at liz at niftylearning.io or connect with me on LinkedIn at Liz Stefan. Have a productive week, everyone.